live from the headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee, this is The Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life and your money and your relationships, your friendships, and here's the best part, we talk with you. All right, so give us a call at 888-825-5225. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend Rachel Cruz, best-selling author and all-around good person, and we are taking your calls on pretty much everything. What did I do? I need that pin over there. Oh, I took your pin, Rachel. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just took Rachel's pin. I don't know how to, slight, how to say that like incognito, but I need a pin. Oh, I'm not great at incognito. Because when numbers happen, I got to write them down. There you go. 888 <laughs> Let's go out to Elijah in Boise, Idaho. What's up, Elijah? Hi. Thanks for having me on. Hey, my question is, so I'm going through a divorce currently. Oh, I we sorry. Own a house. So sorry. Yeah. Um, but I own a house and I have quite a bit of equity in the house and she's entitled to half. And my question is if I should sell it and just be done and rent from there, or if I should try to refinance my house and cash her out and keep, keep the house. Okay. So how much is the house worth? So the house is worth around, uh, 250,000. Okay. And how much do you owe on it? I owe 120 currently. 120, okay. Um, I wouldn't go. Uh, I wouldn't go into debt to pay your wife off. Okay, so is, adding is that right to the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, I'd sell the house. Sell the house, split the equity, and um. Yeah, it kind of feels like the cleanest. Yeah, he, scenario. yeah. Help me with this, Rachel. And, and uh, Elijah, I'm going to think about this out loud. What I'm thinking of is um, two years from now, you're still paying on this divorce, right? Right, because you're still paying. Five years from now, seven years from now, you're still paying on this loan you took out against your home to pay your wife off, right? I would rather, with the end of the divorce, be done with my relationship here and move on. Right. Well, kind of what I'm looking at, because in the Boise area, housing prices are astronomical. And even with the amount that I'd get from the sale, I don't, it wouldn't be enough to put down on anything that would be suitable and within my price range. Um, no, no, listen, so I'm looking to rent. Everything in your ha- in your life has exploded. No question. Yeah. A, a, a child, a, a, Things that pe- it gets people into trouble when they head into um, a situation where everything's blown up and they pretend part of it hasn't. Right. Right. It's like so. Imagine your house burned down and you just went to get some fast food and you sat down at your old dining room table that's basically ash. Right. I'm just going to pretend this thing's not like man. Everything's over. So yes, it's expensive to live where you live, um, and yes, you're going to have to change your style of living. And what's what wasn't acceptable might have to be acceptable for a season while you get your feet underneath you. Or you may have to rent, even though you didn't imagine yourself renting in this season of life. But man, yeah, I, I would, I would sell it, and then within the equity, you guys, what you get out of the house, you, you know, obviously fifty mm-hmm. fifty, and I'd give yourself a year, give yourself a year. I think rent somewhere, um, I mean, you'll get sixty five, sixty five k out of it. So it's that's a great down payment yeah. for something. Um, but I wouldn't even, I wouldn't rush into a new house. Even I, I would, as John would say, you know, grieve what you're going through. Um, sit and and be sad and I mean everything that that a divorce comes because it's it's really heavy it's really really heavy um and be in that and give your some give some time to heal before making any 
huge money decisions and buying a house would be considered a huge money decision. So I would, I would rent 12 months. Um, yeah. My mentor, Dr. Andy Young, he's, he's, he says, don't make any major decisions for six to six to 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just don't, don't buy anything. Yeah. Don't quit anything. Don't run from anything. Do y'all have kids? Yeah, I have two kids. Two kids. Okay. okay. Um, how old are they? Uh, two and three. Oh. What's the custody arrangement? Um, currently I'm kind of going through that, but right now it looks like it will just be 50, 50. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. Um, it, it's going to be hard across the board. And so I, I, yeah, I'm with Rachel. I would rent the house and, and stay put for a while. Okay. No, I really appreciate that. Thank you. You bet. Yep. Uh, oh, that's hard. So sorry. Hard, hard, hard. I'm sorry, my brother. Yeah. All right. Let's go out to Leslie in Mason city. What is up Leslie? Yes, got a question for you. I am going to be 44 this fall and recently divorced. I am currently renting. I'm on baby step 3B, wanting to know if I should continue. I want to pay cash for house. So if I should continue just saving everything for the house, or should I at some point start investing? I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, How much do you have left to save if you were to pay cash for a house? Um, so I just moved into a new apartment, so I'm now able to start saving $1,700 a month. Ooh, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> how much do you have saved? How much um, do you have I saved want- now? I have nothing saved right oh, now. Okay, okay. I'm just starting. Yeah, that's I great. had to rebuild my emergency fund. Okay. I got you. And I, I got just you. finished doing that. Oh, good. Okay. Well, well done. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. And you said recently divorced, so you've gone through, you know, even the last caller we were talking about, um, a really really hard thing and now you're finding stability and you got your emergency fund all of it so that's incredible so congratulations um thank you you know paying and i want to have a pay for house i'm 50 so i got like six years yes yes okay so here's the deal though if you're saving up to pay cash for a house i would still invest so i would if i were you i would say okay how much is it going to take to have a down payment on a home because that's baby step 3b you know like we talk about so finding that down payment range saving that amount pressing pause or pre- pressing play back on investing because i still want you to invest especially you know at your age um so saving up a down payment then pressing play on investing and then look to see where you're at leslie because i mean we're okay. we're okay debt you know obviously 100 percent down is like amazing and it's what we would hope for everyone and we think it's great because we hate debt but a mortgage is the one type of debt we would not yell at you for. So if you did have a great down payment and there was something you loved, like we wouldn't be mad at you for for just doing that too, right? To get into the house and then paying it off quickly. But if you really are gung-ho and you're like, I, I want zero debt, um, then I would save up that down payment. Again, start investing after that's okay. saved and then okay. just keep saving on top of that until you can cash flow home if that's what you decide. Leslie, why do you, why do you wanna, why are you adamant about paying cash? I don't ever want to go back to debt. I paid off my debt for, um, 18 months ago, and I don't ever want to go back into that again. Good for you. And awesome. the houses where I live, I can actually find there's plenty of houses for less than 100000 so Okay. It's actually like super cheap to live where I live. Awesome. Awesome. And I just want something tiny. It's just me. Yes, that's great. Dude, well, that's and, fantastic. And if you can, you know, whatever the math ends up being down the line, I mean, if you're saving for two three years you could just do that and then if that's enough to pay cash 
Uh, but I, w- I would start investing, though, at That's some point. That's usually the rule of thumb. If, it's, if, it's, if you can think you can do it in two or three years. Yep. Head down, do it. Yeah, that's right. But I wouldn't, gonna go be five or six years. I wouldn't go longer than three years without investing. Yeah, you don't want to look up at 50 and have a paid for house and zero in retirement. Yeah. That's going to be a scary proposition. Great job, Leslie, though. Great job. Congratulations. We'll be right back. Satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Rules and restrictions apply. Today's question comes from Amelia in Colorado. My husband and I have been saving for a house since we got married 18 months ago and need a little direction as we plan for a family. I'd like to stay home with them and go to being self-employed part-time. Should we base our home purchase around our current dual income and pay it down as quickly as possible, refi when kids arrive, or should we rent a few more years and buy something we can afford on my husband's income knowing that I will stop working when we have children, even though we don't have a timeline for that yet? Whew, okay. Um, Amelia, I would, hmm. I mean, it depends on when you wanna have kids. I don't think you said that in the question I'm re-looking at it, but yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're gonna have kids in less than three years, then I would rent save up a down payment and buy based on just your husband's income. But if you guys are going to wait five years or more to have kids, then I would, uh, I would save up a down payment and then do like, I would do probably like a split because by the time in five years, your husband's income should be going up, but I would do it where it's still that kind of 25, 30% of your take home pay. Yeah. I, Here's the question I would ask. So one thing, I think this is good advice for all families. If you ever back yourself into a corner between an either or decision, I would stop the decision-making process and give it 30 days and just chill. Because there's always diff- there's always more variables than just this one or that one, right? And you've, you've backed yourself into, do we buy a huge house with dual incomes and try to pay it down and refi and put all these variables out here? Or... Do we just live in a tent and we're just going <laughs> to you know, plug along? Into, it doesn't have to be either yeah. or. Um, and there's also, Rachel, I mean, my wife and I, I mean, we had some, we're going to start having kids. And it was looked up and it was three or four years yes, later. that's what I was going to say, it was three or four years later yep. before, you know, or five or six, a million years until Josephine came along. So yep. um, we have all the plans in the world that's and right. who knows. And you might get pregnant the first week, you know, you might <laughs> yes. get pregnant next week. So... I love to loop back and ask yourself, why would you need a house for just two of you that you're going to max out your dual income purchasing capacity? Mm-hmm. Like you don't need a house like that. Mm-mm. Get a one bedroom apartment, enjoy your life or get a small little, right? So yep. let's reimagine what we're even doing here and why we're doing it yep. and what we want versus what we actually need. Yes. Yes. And let's, th- I don't know. I like playing a long-term game here. But that's just me. It's good. No, I think so too. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Mike in Richmond, Virginia. What's up, Mike? 
Hey, how you doing? Outstanding, brother. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. What's up? Um, so basically, uh, I'd like to just some advice on how I should be managing my money. I'm coming into a big uh, pay change, uh, you know, income change uh, with my new job, and um, just how I should be managing it. That's uh, a great question. What are you making now? What's big, what yeah. will you make? I'm sorry. What was that? How much money is a big raise? How much do you make now versus what are you um, going to be making? So uh, I'm 71000 base. Uh, raise is 15%, so that's uh, 10600 And then I'm getting $1,000 a month per diem. Uh, also, don't have a, a lease or a mortgage. Um, living at the job site, uh, the, the hotel, country club uh, thing, so I'm living there. Uh, no food expenses either. I get vouchers for food. Um, also get paid to drive home uh, every weekend uh, to my dad's house. Um, so basically, uh, proje- uh, monthly income uh, for the next year and a half. I'm looking at ninety two hundred a month. Yeah. And you, I was going to ask you, what's when does this job finish? A uh, year and a half from now. Okay, so this exactly. isn't a long-term raise for the rest of your life. This is a single project. Where you, it's it's a pretty cool setup for the next eighteen months. Yeah, um, but the thing is, I could. I'm in some in construction management, so uh, you know, after this one's done, I could sign up for the next out of town job and get the same deal. Right, unless construction comes to a halt. Right, and and the re- here's why I'm saying, um, Rachel's going to walk you through the budget and like where you should be financially, but when you're working job to job like this, assuming this is just going to continue for the rest of your life is how people end up buying a hundred thousand dollar trucks and getting them all jacked up and getting campers and things like that. You see what I'm saying? It's easy to get way ahead of yourself. And I got buddies on construction sites and oil field sites that have a lot of cool toys. And then suddenly they don't have any work. Right. Yeah. No, I, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe that will keep my company pretty busy. So, um, I, I see, you know, don't see an issue with uh, work coming yeah. anytime soon. Uh, do you, What kind of debt do you have, Mike? Uh, zero. I'm very fortunate. Um, parents, you know, put together college savings, so zero there. Um, truck is owned. Uh, my dad, um, fortunate enough, my dad purchased awesome. it for me while I was in college. Um, That's great. How old are you? No debt at all. 23. 23. Okay. Great job. Incredible. Um, are you are you saving any money for retirement? Are you investing anything right now? Yeah, twenty um, percent uh, total into a four hundred one k, and so twenty into the four hundred one k, and then or sorry, ten into the four hundred one k, and then ten into the Roth. Nice. Um, that's great. Are you maxing out your Roth? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, I believe so. Yes, because it'll be around. And my company also is um, putting in eight uh, percent. I think into that into your Roth IRA or your four hundred one k. Is it the match? I believe it's the four hundred one k. Yeah, dollar for dollar. Yeah, I mean, after you, it's weird the way they do it, but it's eight uh, percent dollar for dollar, basically. Okay. Um. Gosh, Mike. Well, I mean, I mean, fantastic job, fantastic job. So, um. 
Yeah. So if I woke up in your shoes, that's what I say around the show. Yeah. But I'm like, if I woke up in your shoes, you're single, young, got a great job, no debts, you're funding retirement, I mean, you're doing exactly what you, you should be doing. So really, when it comes down to it, there's three really basic things you do with money. You can give it, you can save it, and you can spend it. And so I would allocate percentages now on your paycheck for what you're doing. So you have that 20% retirement. You could back down that down to 15%. You know, you recommend 15%. That'd be plenty, um, which would free up some more cash for you throughout the month. Especially with an 8% match, right? Yes. Yep. And then I would... Um, I would be I would be giving some and then I would just I would look long term too to think okay where do I want to be in the next five years because because you can enjoy some of this right spending is part of the equation um, but I mean I would love for you to own a home at some point I don't think it's needed right this minute but um, but I think home ownership is a it's just a good investment long term and so if there's something that you see down the line in the next you know four or five years who knows where you'll be with your job and life and everything but if you just had some money set aside um, that you are just stockpiling for the next big transition, again, whether that's marriage or changing jobs or whatever it may be, uh, is just going to help you. So I would um, really control your spending. You have you have a great income, again, to be able to enjoy life. So I want you to enjoy some of it because uh, I think that you're just in a great spot. But I would just be really um, specific with my percentages. I would say I'm going to be giving, you know, 10, 15, 20%. I'm going to be investing 15%. I'm going to save extra just for like a future funds, you know, with another 10, 15%. I'm going to spend this amount. Like, I mean, I would just be really specific because you don't need a lot to spend because your basics are covered, but, um, but have some permission to say, Hey, you can enjoy life. But I would assign percentages, Mike, if I were you. And Mike, let me tell you this. Um, This is just going to sound like I'm a guy who's walking uphill in the snow on the way to school, right? I'm just like an old man. In the construction business, there will be a season when this slows way, way down for you. And you're 22 or 23 and you don't see it yet, it will come. And there's going to be somebody that you meet and you want to get married and doesn't want you on the road for the rest of your life. So Rachel's wisdom is so wise. Why don't you decide at 30, I want a paid for house in cash. I want to do that. So I'm going to start putting money away in an account and hold on to it um, and live as frugally as possible because there's going to come a rainy day and there's going to come some excitement that I don't even know is, is on its way, right? This is The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225, and we have two wonderful people on the debt-free stage, Jordan and Rachel. So I'm assuming you're here to do your debt-free scream. Yes, yes. we are. Fantastic. So how much have you paid off? We have paid off exactly $95,629.58. Wow. Amazing. Not that we're being exact. And where are y'all in from? <laughs> Jamestown, New York. Jamestown, awesome. New York. How long did it take you? 19 months. Woo, y'all were cooking. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was your uh, salary here? Uh, we started off at 84000 and went up to 110000 Nice. What do y'all wow. do? Um, I'm a nurse. Okay. And I work in the office at a heating and air company. Okay. So, so great, you guys. Congratulations. Thank Thanks. you. So what happened 19 months ago that, that made you jump on board? Uh, we got married. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So it, it actually started about four years ago um, okay. when uh, my parents wanted me to go to a FPU class that our church was teaching. And uh, I 
I had that mentality, that prideful mentality that I knew what I was doing and I clearly didn't. So it was a very mind opening ex- experience. And then about four lessons in or so, that's when I met Rachel and we started dating. And I think about two months in, I was, I got her going on a budget and was questioning <laughs> her like crazy. So, <laughs> so you jumped in hardcore. You were like, oh, I don't want to do yeah. this FPU thing. And then you're like, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. Yep. And I, yep. Basically how that no went. Brainer, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what was your, what was the date like when you're like, hi, um, if this is going to go any further, you're going to do a budget, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Not no. the hottest way to introduce yourself. No, I, I did it very subtly because I didn't want to scare her off or anything. <laughs> he introduced <laughs> me very slowly. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. He brought, he invited you over to watch Netflix and he's like, I can't find it. How about we watch FPU videos? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's basically how that happens. Well played, so. my man. Well played. <laughs> okay, so you guys, but you, but you, it took you 19 months though, but you were saying four years ago. So what happened in between all of that? You guys start dating, you get married, and then you say, okay, we're going to hit this debt. Yeah, oh, basically right. after okay. we got married. So um, I... I, when we looked at Rachel's budget, um, none, uh, all of that was her student loans, and that's when I, that's when we okay. kind of had a game plan. And uh, well, we got when we got engaged, then we also had to cash flow our wedding, so we had a pretty good sized wedding that we cash flowed, and then we said right after that we're just going to go crazy on the debt. So okay, yeah. so all ninety five was from from it nurse, yeah, from student yeah. loans, yeah. from, yep. from yes, nursing school. Yes, I was school. very grateful to find somebody who was like you know what yeah you have all of this debt it's now going to be my debt too Mm. so to have someone to like really work with me and you know take care of me yeah it was amazing so it was my debt but Jordan's my partner and he really helped me so So can I ask you a hard question there oh sure (laughs) I hear this often um especially when we're off air that when, when when a couple is paying off debt especially a newlywed couple they're paying off debt, and most of it or all of it is one of yours. That it's easy for you to feel seven months in that that blanket of shame just starts to sit on you. Like, it's my fault we're not going on vacations. If it wasn't for me, he would be able to. And it's easy on the other side to start slipping into the ash of resentment, right? Like, man, good grief. Could I, I, I make a great salary. It'd be so cool to have a real car that I didn't have to start with a <laughs> rope, right? So how did, how did y'all manage that? Oh, that's a really good question. And I would say that there has been times that we, you know, me especially, I was like, man, I really should be picking up even more shifts at the hospital, like pulling more of the weight just because it's, all of the debt is mine. Um, I all I can say is Jordan's like a hundred percent in to like the Ramsey steps, and he was just like the best supporter in it. So mm. I really don't know how to answer your question because I, he's one of a kind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I think you guys chose early on. Even you know you chose early on that to be unified in it, and it kind of sh- you share the weight in it. Even though what John said totally happens, right? For a lot of couples, those emotions and all of that can mm-hmm. play in because we hear it all the time too. Uh, but there is something beautiful about both just going a hundred percent in. So people listening to right now to this call, and they're thinking, "Oh man, like you know, I have all this debt, and I I'm fearful that my you know my husband's going to resent me or all this, right?" But there's something to be said with you guys that, yeah, but when you go 100% in together, there's such a stronger, uh, more motivating factor that happens. Absolutely. Because it lifts some of that weight off your shoulders and it's not all yours. So what encouragement would you give people listening that think, oh, I have $95,000 in student loan debt? 
we're young, you know, we're we're newlyweds as well. There's no way we can do it. What would you say to them? Um, it's not as bad as it always. I think it's not as bad as you think at first. Because when we first sat down, when we got married, I we looked at it and our actual first projection was about three years that it would take us. And I was kind of like rolling my eyes, not in a really good mood about it. But you just have to have that mentality of like, you just got to push, you got to fight with everything you got and sacrifice too, to say no yeah. to things. To like so. think about the end game. Yeah. Like we just, it just made us want to work even harder to pay it off even faster. Um, so yeah, I just think not losing sight of that. So how did y'all get from three years to a year and a half? How did that, when you did it, when you said, wow, it's going to take us three years, you guys did it in 19 months. How'd you do that? Yeah. Um, well, she's a nurse at a, at a hospital. And um, so they were offering a lot of incentive pay. So she would take a lot of extra shifts on. And uh, she worked days and nights, like mm. two weeks on, two weeks off. So it was very sporadic and we didn't see each other a whole lot. But it was worth it in the end. And um, I did a lot of, or I did a couple of odd jobs. Like I did, um, I did a secret shopper job and then I did car detailing on the side. My dad and I also rent a tent out. So it was just a lot of little things that I did. So that's amazing. Just kept going and going. Yeah. It's so good. So what would you say the key to getting out of debt is? Oh man, I think just really just having a budget. I don't think we could have done it at all without really organizing where we're putting everything and um you know like jordan said having that projection it um really like puts things into perspective mm -hmm. so with the budget we were able to project okay we're gonna have this much in this you know amount of time and um i really think i know everyone says the budget but for us it i'd i'd be lost without it yes it's the roadmap yes yeah yeah i almost say the budget and then also i kind of had this thing i started saying like ignore society and follow the truth because society kind of just tells you everything wrong to do with your finances and it's just it's it's kind of it's almost it gets to me a lot because I'm a little passionate about it so <laughs> I get a little upset but I just go back on the truth and the truth hasn't let me down so yeah. I'll just keep you're going passionate you had a you had a a budget template in your tinder profile man so yeah he's yeah, super passionate yeah, about it for sure he has a whole spreadsheet that's what we did for a, like hours yeah. made a huge spreadsheet i, I love, I love that ignore society this is like a good punk band name man yeah. i just love it i love it love it. well hey we have a copy of dave's best-selling book total money makeover that you can take and give to somebody we're also going to give you a year of um the financial piece right so you can you can hand that off to somebody else and you that you work with that you know and you think I think it's time for them, right? We're also awesome. going to give you a copy of Baby Steps Millionaire because that is your next step. So we have Jordan and Rachel from Jamestown, New York, who paid off $95,629.58 <laughs> in 19 months, making 84000 up to $110,000. Nursing, doing administrative work, cleaning cars, moving tents, whatever it took to get this thing done in 19 months. We're so proud of you. Count it down. Let's hear your debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! Yeah. Oh, I love it. Here's my favorite thing. They planned the debt payoff. They planned their debt-free scream together. They've got the case. I know. Did you right. get that? I That's thought awesome. that is so good. So, <laughs> so good. good. Congratulations, you guys. America, if you're listening, you can too. We'll be right back.
The last couple years in the real estate market have been tough. We've all felt it. Home prices skyrocketed in a way we haven't seen before and interest rates are up. And now no one knows what's happening next or how to handle it. If you're scared, you don't have to be. Even though the market seems crazy right now, it's not going to crash. If you're ready to buy or sell, now's a good time to do it. All it takes is navigating the market with knowledge and skill. Unless you're a rock star real estate agent yourself, you need an agent who's experienced in difficult markets and can help you avoid costly mistakes. One who's at the top of the industry, like one of our endorsed local providers. These are top performing agents who are experts in their local market, have spent multiple years in the industry, and have the transactions and success to back it up. They've earned the right to be called Ramsey Trusted because we know they'll serve you well and help you make decisions based on facts and actual experience. You need the best of the best when you're buying or selling a home. Find a Ramsey Trusted agent by going to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Let's go to Zach in Huntsville. What's up, Zach? Hey, am, I, am I there? Yeah, you're here. Okay, it blipped out for a second. What's um, up, man? It, not much. Uh, I talked to you and Dave about four months ago dealing with anger after a divorce. I followed up with you and George two months after that, and now I'm here for part three. All right. Nice. Um, What's up? May I'll give you the actual real answer of life. Because exactly. You've needed Rachel this whole yeah, time, man. Sorry. Sorry, Zach. I haven't been there for you, but I'm here. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm totally I appreciate kidding. that, Rachel. John is giving me terrible advice <laughs> yeah, right now. I, I, You're going to have to get in line. Man. I think so. I think so, Zach. <laughs> so what's up? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, so um, uh, recently the loneliness has actually just gotten to a bad point because I mentioned uh, the other two times I drive truck over the road. Mm-hmm. Got to the point I made the really tough decision. I need to get out of this at least for a season. However, I had two things coming up that I got to deal with first. I got to get moved, and I found a couple options that will pay decent, but I also need to get my hazmat tanker endorsements before I can actually do those. So I was seeing if you have any advice to help deal with the loneliness until I get out of this. It's going to be about two to three months to accomplish all of these things. I I think people can do most of anything for two or three months i mean you're talking 60 or 90 days is that to get your endorsement and it's going to allow you to to what what is that what are you moving towards uh professionally i'm gonna i'm gonna go haul a fuel tanker and just uh fill uh fill up a gas uh deliver to gas stations because it's home daily and i can shush uh, sorry my huskies over here want to talk to you guys um <laughs> yeah but now that'll allow me to go home daily and be around some friends and have a chance to relax and get my head straight after this divorce is over with. Okay. So what is this training? What, what um, What's your schedule going to look like the next 60, 90 days? Um, staying on the road. Uh, I'm going to go home on the weekend of the 17th next month for my niece's birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, uh, aside from that, I don't know exactly how often I'll go home. I'm going to try to stay out enough to maximize the money that I need to get moved. Mm-hmm. And then it costs about $61 to get the hazmat endorsement. I'm actually going to do that on the same weekend as Mindy's birthday, as long as I can get the appointment set up okay. at the DMV. So let's do this. And let's do this. Um, let's put a big star on the calendar for mm-hmm. um, 75 days from now. And you're gonna, that's the day after you take your exams. 
and you're going to invite people to your house and you're going to have a good time. You're going to celebrate people. People are going to celebrate you. You're coming out of a dark season, man. The trucking almost killed you. The marriage mess, the divorce, all that stuff's been just piling up and piling up. Let this be a moment of celebration, a moment of peace, right? And then we're going to head into some highly intentional. I'm going to choose to have people into my life. And for you who's been on the road for a while, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird and you're going to feel stuck and it's going to feel boring. And you're going to have to practice having people over in your life because you know if you don't, the end result's not great, right? So we're going to be intentional about it, but let's put a star on the calendar and let's just run hard for the next 60, 75 days, okay? Because when you put that thing on the calendar and get it ready, your body can get there, okay? Your body can get there. I I like the idea of having a little bit of celebration. That actually might help. Listen, not a little bit. I don't want you to get it. Like have two buddies over and y'all gonna play Dungeons and Dragons and eat pizza. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Will over here in the booth. He's like, I like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> no, I, I want you to have a something that your you and your body will look forward to, a celebration of a new chapter in my life. Okay. A big deal. Let's do something big because you're going to shift everything after this. You're going to have to learn new skills, the skills of I come home every day. And then I'm not going to sit down and just let Netflix run the next show and the next show and the next series. I'm going to create a life worth living. And that's one where I get outside. That's one where I exercise. That's one where I hang out with people. That's one where I date again. It's one where me and my dog go out and we go on adventures and we go on hikes. I'm going to build a life. I'm not going to just accept whatever life I have left after I get done working a job that I hate. See the difference? It, yeah, yeah, I see it. That's honestly what I was aiming for. That's, it was kind of like the epiphany that happened when I decided I need to get out of OCR. I, I will admit, I love my job, mm-hmm. but I... But your job's killing all you. I know, this might just be a season where I'm out and then I get back in it after things have cooled off. But yeah, I, don't overthink it, man. It got hard. Yeah, exactly. And, and as excited as that celebration is, that star on the calendar, like John said, also take what he said and and put other things on the calendar and say, hey, in six months, I want to take a road trip to see a friend from high school that I hadn't seen him forever. Uh, where I'm going to hike two two days a week this week. I'm going to like actually plan out because as intentional we talk about uh, with as much as intentional as we talk about money on this show and budgeting and all of that. The same is true with your time. And if you're not careful, Zach, that whole idea of coming home, Netflix, just going to bed early, just, well, you know, you can get back into another rut, even with your life change. So, oh, yeah, man. So being intentional with your time to Zach is is huge uh, for this next season. So go ahead and plan it out and just have fun with it. You know, it's not it's not a burden. Just say, what are fun things that I want to do that I've wanted to do for a while and I haven't been able to and write them out and put them on the calendar? What she's talking about is let's budget for our life. Not financially, but let's build a non-anxious life. Let's build a life worth living, right? And it's going to be step-by-step, piece-by-piece, and we're going to practice it, and it's going to be weird and awkward, but let's go do that. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually a good idea that I didn't think about. I I know a couple of things that I want to do in the next little while, but I... I think that might actually work. Cause like, for example, I want to go skiing again. I haven't been skiing since I was 18. Put it on the calendar. Yes. I've been trying to do that for the last See, Zach, 10 years. I'm here for I you. I'm you should have called that. Rachel a you long time ago. You should have called me. I could have given you all this thought. 
all oh, these practices. John's <laughs> over here just just run <laughs> yammering, yammering. All right, Zach. So you're gonna call back in February, okay? You're gonna call back right. in February when I'm on. When Rachel's on and on, John <laughs> on your way home from your ski trip, okay? And you're gonna talk to us right. about um, being 60 days in at home. You're going to talk about your workout program. You're going to talk about the group of guys that you're hanging out with, whether y'all go throw darts once a week or y'all all go mow each other's lawns on the week. I don't care what you're doing. We're going fishing or hunting. I don't care what it is. You're going to tell us about these things that you are intentionally doing to create a life worth living, a, a life full of joy. Is that, is that a deal? Right, I can do that. All right, deal. We'll yeah, be here. Do. Cool? Cool. All right, man. Congratulations. Sad for you, Zach. Yeah. On your whole... Man, see? If everybody in America knew, just ask Rachel. <laughs> just ask Rachel. I should be on the show Dave doesn't know what he's talking about. I sure don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Ken, nah. George, George sometimes. He does, actually. But... <laughs> George is the smartest one of all of us. <laughs> Except for old Rachel. Oh, Zach. Well, hey, everybody. Zach. That's another hour in the book. I want to thank Kelly, James, Ben, Zach, Andrew, Austin. And you know what? I'm going to thank Kelly again. I'm even going to thank Will. And I'm going to thank you, America. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. 